Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 273, I think, uh, with our review of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I'm Rod Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Stephen Miller. We screwed up the order I, there. I'm Garza Badger. Well, I'm screwing up the order because of who's yeah, no, here no, and who's good. not here. Anyways, this is the first time you're listening to us. Uh, this is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, uh, Carson Patrick and I and Stephen, uh, when he's able to make it, are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're going to have two movie reviews for you. First, this episode, which is for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, as we just said, and also a review of The Wolf of Wall Street. So, how are you both doing this fine Sunday after yeah, morning? Yeah, you know, so good. Uh, <laughs> Steven likes to join us when he's not too busy being a movie star. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not busy doing other things. Starring in documentaries. Yeah. I'm mostly a documentary star, actually. You know, because uh, Frederick Wiseman was like, oh, you know, I really loved you uh, in White Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to put you in my four-hour documentary uh, with no narration. But, no, speaking of long, boring time spent sitting somewhere, uh, this morning this morning was pretty, pretty entertaining, I guess. We spent the last hour and a half almost trying to... Uh, Trying to get the recording process working. Yeah. So we already kind of hate each other, and now we're gonna. <laughs> it, it's it's all my fault. It's all my fault because I'm not there. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. like I'm killing Skype. Carson decided that he wanted to go back to wherever it is he comes from when he goes down to record. And, back to uh, my uh, my bat cave. Yeah, and uh, turns out you know th- this this triple ended recording thing works a lot better when it's triple ended instead of like two on one end and then one. It's like and it's, one on the other. It's. Mm-hmm. Bad times. Really, it's all Skype's fault because Skype can't accept multiple inputs for mic sources and all sorts of junk like that. So it's basically Skype is not a slut. It's what they listen to the podcast for. Yeah, I mean, for all you people who really care, (laughs) yeah, that is basically the problem we had. But but it doesn't matter because when they listen, it'll all sound pristine <laughs> Wait, and, and you, magical you mean uh, you don't want me to release the hour of us like oh it's working no it's not working can you hear me now uh, is it working? Uh, i thought that was gonna be a bonus <laughs> yeah that was a bonus feature dude that's like a, the extended edition of this episode i'm release it as a separate bonus episode with little like i drop in little clues and if somebody yeah. listens to the whole thing and combines and figures out what it spells and then emails fans at the spoiler with that phrase then they get a prize Yes. I think if they even just email fans with the spoiler warning, <laughs> they'll get a prize. Yeah. The prize is a week later we will reply to them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, are you guys ready to talk about The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I'm ready to dive in from a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I, it looks good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for this film and then come back and give everybody the review. Hi, how can I help you today? Hi, I can't seem to leave a wink for someone. Okay, uh, I'm looking at your profile. You left a lot of this stuff blank. Well, I haven't really been anywhere noteworthy or mentionable. Have you have you done anything noteworthy, mentionable? We have ahead of us the privilege of publishing the very last issue of Life magazine. Jumping up and down the floor. And for the final issue, we just received negative 25 from Sean O'Connell for the cover. It's 25. It's not there. I know. Look what I found! What's that? Travel journal dad gave me. The sun was an okay guy. Hey. Hey. How was your weekend? I had an awesome weekend. 
eyes, Jace. She moves like a woman. I'd like to climb your hair. Oh, wow. What is it you call it when he goes into one of his little places? Oh, zoned out. You do that now and then. What's the matter? I lost a picture. I like mysteries. You should go. Crack the case. You were Shaw's partner. He finishes work. keep this short. I have to make oxygen choices. Alright, so you just finished listening to the trailer for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Is a story of this guy named Walter Mitty who, uh, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of social secret problems. Life. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a secret <laughs> life. Uh, he lives a lot inside his head because his life is very normal and non-fantastical. He works for this, you know, little magazine called Life Magazine. And, uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> no. They are going away, at least no longer being a print publisher. And for this final issue, there is this one image that is supposed to be the most awesome thing in the world. It's the quintessence of life or whatever it's called and uh he just needs <laughs> yes. to get this cover so that you know they can publish the last episode and then everybody can get fired and uh <laughs> he can't find the negative and has Walter. to go on this fantastical journey to try to recover the negative and uh yeah his secret life becomes less secret because we watch it on the screen <laughs> right spoilers the uh image is a picture of sean penn and i am sam <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, Stephen, why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought about this film? First, I just realized that life might have been a play on the magazine and like life itself. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't connect the dots until now. Because if if nothing special happened to Ben Stiller's character, he was going to get fired from life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but this is like the secret life of Walter Mitty, and it's like Walter Mitty finding the life. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> You're right, it doesn't. I, what, what, no one thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> so what did I think of this movie? Uh, uh, so I actually went in kind of cynical. Like, I, I knew we were going to be reviewing two movies this week, one of which I was far more excited to watch, uh, which was... 47 so, Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so uh, to me, Justin Bieber's Believe. To me, Walter Mitty was like, okay, this is the one I'm going to just get out of the way, like, you know, watch it by myself late one night when nothing else is going on, and then... You know, tons of people want to watch Wolf with me. Um, hey <laughs> Wolfie, Wolfie. And, and anyway, I, I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> was that someone disagreeing, I think? That was the troll that was... Someone's stomach disagreeing. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, 
<laughs> if you need a trash can. Oh, God. Know. Did someone swallow Flubber? Like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I... <laughs> this is a good episode. Um... Anyway, Chris I... is losing his shit, so oh, <laughs> it's just it's just so good. It's so good. Continue, please. I demand this to be released uncut. So anyway, I actually found it pretty enjoyable. Um I, I mean in my mind the movie definitely it had its faults, like it it was mostly style and fairly little substance. I felt uh, like it kind of felt more like a long like arcade fire music video. Instead of an actual, you know. I love of monsters and men. Yeah, yeah, or of monsters and men. <laughs> Damn it, that song is so good. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, instead of like a real movie with a with an arc, uh, but I don't know the like the nostalgic part of me, the same part that like loves up in the air for the way it portrays you know travel and flying and going out and doing something uh this movie kind of touched the same part of me that's like a sap for you know going out to a foreign country and being alone in a wilderness or being somewhere that you've never been before yeah um and so in that way if if this was a movie just meant to propel you to want to go out and live life and do something uh, i felt like it succeeded not not really based on any sort of character depth or plot depth, but in the way it made me feel watching it. Like, I had a pretty good time with the movie. Yeah. Uh, Carson, how did you feel about it? Um, I remember seeing the, the first teaser for this, like, back in the summer, and it was cool because, like, it it didn't drop online first, so, like, I had, I had no idea that it was, like, gonna show up, you know? It, yeah. It just showed up in theaters, and I was like, whoa, because, like, that rarely ever happens anymore. And I just remember like being like pretty blown away by like this is a really cool teaser, you know, with like the a Monsters and Men song. It fits really perfectly with that trailer. Uh and um then I was kinda bummed when I was hearing that some of the earlier views like were just kind of middling. And I was like, that's kinda sucks because like I thought it actually looked like it'd be pretty cool. And um but I'm with Steven, like I went in not expecting like i fully expected it to be like really disappointed but like i don't know i don't understand why justin bieber's believe has a higher rotten tomato score than this movie <laughs> like i i think like for this movie to have a 47 percent is just like kind of ridiculous because like i feel like there's nothing in this movie that separates it from a movie like saving mr banks which i don't know if you saw but i did and it's kind of going for like the same audience i feel like just very like sentimental uh good-natured kind of thing but where that i feel like that movie utterly failed and that has like a really high rating and amongst you know it has like award rumors oh yeah Hmm. it's got like an 80 something percent and everyone seems to dig it and i'm just like honestly i felt like Mitty has way more like adventurous spirit and very like kindness to it than anything in like Saving Mr. Banks or a lot of movies that have come out um, recently. Like I just feel like it's kind of a throwback in a way to where you know it's just a nice movie. Like it's it's fun 
it's it's very well made uh it's nice to watch like i I feel like you could sit anyone down and like no one would be offended by it and i feel like they could enjoy it and uh it's because like i feel like it's rare that they don't make these movies as much anymore like i don't think it's i mean it's rated pg but i don't think it's necessarily for kids like i think it's for anyone yet it you know doesn't have like anything that like i said that would be potentially offensive to someone and it's just there to with like one goal to be entertaining and to have like a message that is positive like usually you don't get that kind of movie or you get that kind of movie and it's like just beating you over the head and you're like i just can't take this uh like heaven is for real or whatever that's coming out (laughs) like i just like no uh like but this movie i feel like strikes the right balance and i i think like it's it's cool like like the the way that like you know ben stiller goes into his daydreams like that kind of stuff feels like i mean it was really cool like that scene where he fights adam scott like i thought that was like a legitimately cool scene like and i think like the uh the effects that they use to make these daydreams come to life and stuff i think are pretty well utilized like i i you know i'm usually the one to say like that looked look bad or whatever but i feel like that they it, it pulled it off really well like and i and i think that uh you know it kind of has like it kind of has that like scott pilgrimy type of vibe where like it's in the real world but then like things go to like fantastical places like it's not completely the same but i kind of felt like that you know where you know we're kind of going along and then he goes into his daydream and he's doing like something fantastical and uh it kind of switches back and forth obviously not quite the same but uh it kind of had that little bit of a flair you know to it like a, a little like comic book type of thing but uh yeah i mean like i I honestly sat there and just was very surprised at like how people were just sitting there or I I don't know what other people saw to just be like, whatever. I guess they thought maybe it didn't have enough substance or depth to it. Um, But I honestly don't think that's what it's about. I think it's just like there to be entertaining and have like a good message. I don't know. So yeah, well, I guess that, I guess that's not enough these days for movies, but whatever. So Unlike you guys, uh, I did not approach this film with any cynicalness at all. Like, yeah. l- like, like what Carson said, uh, when this trailer first hit, I saw it for the first time in the theater, and like, I nostalgically, emotionally wanted to like sh- sh- shat myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, the, <laughs> what trying to say it politely, but uh, like, it, it was kind of like, holy crap! This I am seeing this movie, and I can't wait for this to come out. And I was, I was completely ready to just shove things down in my list of my favorite things of the year and just like throw this at the top um without having even seen it just because i was like i was i was a little bit scared that like there's no way this film can execute on what this trailer presents because the trailer is like it's, it's one of those trailers where it is a short film in and of itself like you are seeing essentially what is the entire arc of the film not in a bad way like not in a spoilery way but in a like just watching this trailer is incredibly satisfying in and of itself, and I will just watch that trailer. And every time they iterate it on the trailer, it's basically the exact same trailer with just a few things rearranged and added or, or removed. And you essentially got the same few scenes, um, but you were seeing this journey that this character is going to go on. So I didn't, I wasn't cynical. I was very, very excited. And uh, while I enjoyed the film a lot, 
I like I I wanted there to be this profound message of the film, like something I wanted to to immediately put myself in the character's place and like live vicariously through him as he journeys through this film, and um, I wanted to identify with the slipping into the like the fantastical realm of his imagination in between the events that are actually happening in his life, and I feel that that uh, isn't really utilized very much in the film like it opens and for the first 15 minutes we see these fantastical like in the trailer when he's like the ice it's like a woman and yeah. like all this kind of stuff um but there's not a in-betweeny transitional period to where life itself not the magazine but life becomes fantastical it's like it's like yeah i dream a lot okay now i hop on a chopper and then from then out it's just real life fantastical stuff right. and um it's it's sort of like like you said it, it didn't feel like there was enough sus- substance in this film to to get me to be like oh geez that that movie was just so fantastic yeah um it was more just a like i like ben stiller's character and i want him to succeed at the things he wants i want him to be able to leave a wink i want him to be able to fill out his profile <laughs> for these dating sites so that he can be like out in the human populace but i never felt like unlike up in the air um, or even like 500 days of summer, like I, I don't feel like I'm getting anything meaningful or really all that hopeful out of the film because even though it's hopeful for the character, it's not like there, there there's no medium zone of like this story actually happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's the fantastical things he does are just as fantastical as the dreams he has. In fact, some of them are literally, you could almost call them foreshadowing. Like, yeah. when he's like, uh, yeah, the ice, she's like a woman. And then later on, he's like climbing in the Himalayas. Like, that. that's essentially, it's the same thing. So it's no longer, uh, and, and like, I, I wanted sort of this, like, ramp up to be, uh, like, my life is so mundane. I wish I could do all these fantastical things. And slowly he begins to he begins to do more and more fantastical things until he realizes that these things aren't dreams. They are things that are very attainable that he could do. Um, but because, like I don't know, there, there's he never seems to realize, except for maybe as the credits are about to roll, that like he's actually achieving all these things. He's sort of just like I need to get this this freaking negative, and he's doing all these things. But it, it I never feel that the character feels accomplished in what he's doing because he's he's sort of just headed in this direction of like i need to get this negative and that's all that matters because like i'm never even clear what he's trying to do he's not really trying to save his job he's just like i lost this negative and i got to get it it's it's i don't know there's something about the way the story plays out that like i i feel that um it it didn't i didn't walk out of the theater with a weight either lift or added like i didn't feel like i emotionally achieved anything from the film mm. i just felt like like oh that was a cute movie and i enjoyed it and good for them um yeah, but no, i mean i think i felt the same like i everyone asked me how it was and i said you know it was it was sweet it, it was nice <laughs> like exactly. no but i i honestly don't think that it's really striving to be anything more than that well, I, I don't I, know, but, like, but I think the, the trailers though definitely look like it's yeah but yeah. i mean that you can cut a trailer to make it look like anything I, I mean i think i feel pretty much chris verbalized what my issue with it was which is that there was no character arc that i could relate to like you said it was just like a like a light switch flipped and all of a sudden instead of his like amazing imagination he was doing amazing things and yeah like the the hopeful message that you get from that you know 
to to be cynical about it and like i wasn't that cynical watching it <laughs> but what you basically hear is like he's a loser who doesn't do anything pat oswalt's like oh you have a boring profile then he goes and does crazy things and then it's like whoa now people like you now you're cool you climbed the himalayas yeah. well and there was never anything like you know it was inside of you or it's like little decisions you make it it, it was all like just a grand adventure and yeah. that's what made him and, and also also like as the person on the e-harmony line if somebody is like oh yesterday i literally have done nothing in my entire life besides do this job where i develop photos and then the next day it's like i punched a shark like (laughs) in no situation would the e-harmony guy be like oh i'm sure that really did happen let me put that on here and if you're reading somebody's profile on like a dating site or even like facebook or zenga or whatever you're reading like (laughs) i'm trying to go old school Um, uh, this is 2003 oh i thought you said zenga okay no no not not zenga after those guys (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh it, like if, if you're reading anything and then somebody's like yeah i punch sharks that's like that's like somebody's attempted quippy like twitter line is like shark puncher extraordinaire slash blogger <laughs> slash love stuff <laughs> the art of manliness blogger yeah like it's uh, it's like there's no reason why he should believe him and put that stuff into his profile and, and i don't it I mean, it was funny to have him be like, yeah, yesterday I did nothing, and now I'm doing all sorts of crazy shit. And, like, that, I don't know, like, I, I just didn't, the film didn't resonate me on a, resonate with me on a level in which I completely expected it to. I, I Like, I felt like, I was like, this is going to be my favorite movie of all I, time. I thought it was a very Chris movie when I saw the trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. like, I remember. Nah, dude, Dylan McDermott wasn't in a freezer, so it was not officially, uh... no, anyway, but. No, I don't know. That didn't bother me really. That it just kind of transitioned from he was having all his daydreams, and then once he decided to kind of break out of his shell, he didn't really have them anymore. I think there was even a line where he said like they're happening less or something, like because he was you know yeah mm-hmm. living his life or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like that you know I, I don't know. I was fine with that. I feel like you know he was kind of living in his head and then once he decided to actually you know break out of the shell his you know imagination that ran wild in his head like became a reality almost like the adventure became true but but, and, but uh, also the, the way these flashes are utilized is it's what he would like to do in a given situation but right. can't do because he's either too scared or doesn't know he's how to do it. So it's introverted. So, yes. so like later on in the film where he's already doing the fantastical things, the way these dream states manifest are not a like, like, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say anything about how, how they come about later on. I mean, in the trailer, you see the one where like the birds fly together and it makes what's her face's face. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so like in, in that context, like it's, it's no longer even the same sort of situation. It's not like it. So, I mean, he just has a vivid imagination, really. It's not... But it, but it's specifically, like, this is how I wish I could have responded to, yeah. um, you know, uh, what's his face, Adam Scott's character. Or, like, this is... When he's like, have you never done anything special? He's like, oh, let me dive into a burning building and rescue a puppy. Like, that, that yeah. that's him trying to be like, this is the thing that I just did that I could... Like, so, it's it starts out as his way to cope with the world around him and then becomes, remember, I have these flashes of vivid things. <laughs> like, yeah. so it... There, there's no I, progression. I, I feel like it didn't, it didn't leave me in his pathetic stage for long enough. I guess yeah. to really resonate, it, it was like enough to set up the character. Like, 
look, he's a guy that doesn't, you know, doesn't ever do anything. Like, he wishes he could. He's kind of introverted. Uh, by the way, he's also, like, an amazing skateboarder for <laughs> no reason. What's funny is, as you were saying things in my head, the skateboarding thing just popped in my head yeah. right as you were about to mention it. <laughs> like, by the way, he's also absolutely amazing at something. Yeah. Uh, you, something, it couldn't have been more than, like, 20 minutes into the movie that he's on the helicopter, right? Like, yeah. Like, I feel like they didn't... You, you didn't I... feel... Maybe it was longer. I feel like you didn't feel like his pain enough to, to earn the, uh, earn like the crescendo. It's well, kind of I the, might have their, even... their way of portraying him as a quote unquote loser is that he balances his checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> like like normal people with great lives don't have to do that. Like that like really you communicate. He uses a Dell computer. Okay. <laughs> I, I I mean it's kind of like, like the soundtrack is fitting like like Arcade Fire of Monsters and Men type music. It, it, I've probably even said this before. It's the same reason I don't love things like Mumford and Sons is that it's all climax without making you earn it at all, <laughs> right? It's just like immediately, like every single song is like soaring. Yeah, and, and that's how this movie sounds felt. like. It's just like we're on a mountain, we're in a helicopter, we're diving, we're doing this, and it. You want it, your it, music and movies with a little more foreplay. And and like I and like I loved those scenes. Like the, this movie looked beautiful, and it, and it still did resonate with me a little bit. Yeah, but more like like flipping through a photo album than actually going on a journey with someone i think yeah yeah but i feel like that this movie uh i mean i will agree that the story itself is nothing revolutionary like you could pretty much pinpoint where it's going and i feel like with that in mind having really you know like having him go like on the you know jump on the helicopter or whatever Wherever that came in, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, um, I felt like you know that we were going to get to that point eventually where he, you know, breaks out of his kind of introverted state. And, well, we see him know, in the trailer out of his yeah. introverted state. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just saying, like... And even even if, that, all those fantastical things he's do, he's doing, are he's still in isolation. Yeah. Like, he's still himself doing this thing without, like friends and and i mean he meets people along the way and he has moments of like uh cordial conversation and stuff with people but like he he's not and no point in the film that we're watching has he achieved what he thinks he's missing in life mm-hmm. um there i mean obviously it hints that like well now that the movie's done he he can go out and do whatever he wants because he's been everywhere and done everything and stuff like that but there's still uh like yeah, I don't know. Like the most genuine human interaction that he has is is with the little kid when he's showing him the skateboard stuff. Like that's the mo- like that's the the closest official bond that he's like for sure has with somebody where he fully knows that like me and interacting with this kid just worked out well and like that kid appreciates me and I appreciate that kid. Like mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, and I mean in my mind these are these are criticisms. Like it's why I didn't think it was an amazing movie. But like like Carson said, it, it it did what it wanted to do pretty well. If it was just trying to be a nice, you know, enjoyable holiday film that, like I don't, I can't imagine too many people feeling like they wasted time watching it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah cause, L- I like, mean, because like not, it was completely pleasant. It was like a like a concert or a music video or something. It just wasn't. It, it yeah. didn't resonate as deeply. Like it could have left a, left a longer lasting. Um, feeling if it actually had made you work for it a little bit more yeah yeah because i mean putting it on or trying to put it on the same level as something like 500 days of summer up in the air like th- those are movies that didn't even cross my mind while watching this because i don't even think that it was aspiring 
to resonate as deeply as those movies did. But, I mean, but from, I don't know, from, like, from I, the trailers, I, if you compare those tra- like yeah, the but, trailers for those two films to the trailer for this film, do you think yeah, but, it should have approached that? Or did you expect it to? I, I thought that, no, I didn't. Those movies did not come to mind. Honestly, what came to mind was, and it's funny because they use the song in this movie, is that the Walter Mitty trailer uses that one of monsters and men songs so well that if you hear it now like that's all you think of is walter mitty yeah mm-hmm. it's just like when you watched the where the wild things are trailer all you think about the arcade you know, fire when you hear song. that that arcade fire song that's all you think about so like when they played that arcade fire song in this movie all i thought about was where the wild things are and i think that that trailer was one of those trailers i don't like i didn't immediately think like oh like this is gonna be like I mean, it had the potential to be, but I don't know. Like, I didn't put it up on, like, that same kind of... Just because I feel like those are kind of different movies, in a sense. But I don't know. I, I feel like that, that you know, there there's some resonance, I think, to get out of it here. Because, I mean, like, especially, like, if you are kind of like that introverted person and you have, like, dreams. I mean, like, I, we've all been there where it's like... <laughs> we all have want dreams. It, yeah. Like, yeah, you want to tell, like, the D-bag, you know, off and, like... <laughs> you want to tackle have, like, him out of a window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, or have, like, the witty comeback in the elevator, but, you know, you you know, you know can't. The jerk store called and they're running out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's definitely some relatable things here, and, and... But I feel like that, you know, I feel like that it isn't... It isn't really going for that same kind of audience, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Are, are you squeegeeing a whiteboard, or what the hell is going on over there? I am uh, rubbing my hands across my desk in uh, animated form, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm gesturing to no one. All right, we'll quit it. <laughs> <laughs> this desk needs to be clean, okay? Mm-hmm. Got my eHarmony date coming over later, so... <laughs> Very nice. Um, the the one thing taking her to Cinnabon. The the one really weird message of this film that I don't know if you guys picked up on, but apparently people with beards are evil. Yeah. <laughs> Did I you guess notice so. that like all the bad guys had like full beards? Like if you have stubble, it's okay. Yeah. You're, like you're, Sean Penn had stubble. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're 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 peaceful. You're all right. But if you have a beard, you're one evil asshole. Yeah. Yeah, but that that Greenland guy was uh he was nice. He had a beard. Did he have a beard beard or did he have like? No, he had a beard beard. Uh, no, he had like a full on like mountain man beard, dude. Yeah. He he was the guy, he was nice. The guy the guy is one of the guys on the ship. See, yeah. oh, you talking about the helicopter pilot? The helicopter, the helicopter oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pilot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy who so was you singing proved him karaoke. Wrong. He's a great dude. He just yeah. flies hey, he's, drunk. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's just like an dude. alcoholic. <laughs> totally. But who isn't? Am I right? Oh, uh, good times. I, just, I mean, I think I think I think like anyone who has like a glued on beard is automatically <laughs> a douchebag. <laughs> that I think was the message. If you have a real, like, full beard that you grew yourself, then you're awesome. Yeah, if you have a trimmed beard, then it's yeah. evil. If you have an overgrown mountain man beard or you have just stubble, <laughs> oops, everything yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if I saw this movie when I was a kid, I pretty I would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I will say, though, the style stuff that you referenced at the beginning, Stephen, I loved in this movie. Like, yeah. the, the, like, it, like... A lot of times, in you know, it's a nice trend in movies now to have like the letters of the titles like 
in like hovering above the street in the middle of the thing. But like the fact that like there's a bunch of scenes where, you know, the, the fast and safety belt sign is replaced with stuff that per- like just the way that worked in the film, I thought was very. Yeah. And, I, and it was pretty Scott Pilgrim-y in that way. I think yeah. Carson was right with that. It, I, I just like that in general. It will it will probably never get old. <laughs> kind of like found footage probably doesn't bother me yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i mean i like that it uh it had a very like free free flowing uh shifts between yeah. reality and imaginary which it was kind of cool because like, like fit this movie very yeah well. yeah it was kind of cool because like in the beginning when they were showing like the opening credits you were kind of like looking to see where they were on like a particular building or whatever yeah like it wasn't like just standing out you know Oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I mean, it it was, it almost made me wonder if like is are, are is that legal? Like, because aren't there rules about like how long a name has to appear on the screen before it like s- switches on yeah, like opening credits? There's, yeah, there's some weird stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, this looks badass. I don't know if it's technically allowed, but I'm I'm well, all they, for they, it. They had the they had the credits at the end, so they'd probably yeah. Like, there is a rule, though, like, if you, you have to, like, get permission, like, if you're with the DGA, you have to get permission if you want to include the credits at the end. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I remember there was even a thing for TV, because Breaking Bad had an episode where they didn't start the opening credits until, like, five minutes into the episode. The Secret Life of Walter White. (laughs) The Secret uh... Life of Walter White. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Ryan Ryan Johnson episode. (laughs) Yeah. Was, yeah, they, they held the credits for, like the second commercial break or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah um, they had to get permission to do that but anyways yeah anybody have any last comments about this film i like Kristen uh, wig I, I was kind of surprised <laughs> that i liked her liked her as a romantic opposite but i i thought for the part she played and the type of person who would get along well with walter then i felt like she was pretty uh pretty well cast i was surprised I, how much i liked her yeah i was i was gonna say the same thing i was gonna add on um now but also if i saw this as a kid it'd be like when i saw jumanji it was just like i'm very attracted to bonnie hunt right now so <laughs> we were talking about jumanji when you were not <laughs> listening to us during the we? hour of free. when aren't you talking i mean like that's a movie you talk about all the time because it's so great <laughs> naturally I mean, you, naturally you got young kirsten dunce and bonnie hunt in the same movie mm. it's just I, when you're a little child the hormones are raging like this you don't know where it's going it's just, it's like not a good movie to watch. And young Kirsten Dunst sense. is the best Kirsten Dunst. Uh, I I will disagree with that statement, but yeah. Don't get creepy. No. <laughs> Whoa. From an acting point of view. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. Like the, them, their their coupling in this film, I thought was uh, like very believable, and um, I like that pairing of those two. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it was necessary to keep like messing with it and like be like, well, this could never happen, or could it? Could it never happen? Could it? I don't know. Oh. Um, seemed like a- I, I thought everyone in the cast was was really good. Yeah. Um, Even- and I did like all the music in it. I thought it was well placed. Yeah. I, yeah, I think everything worked well in this movie. It just didn't. It, it didn't go to places I would have wanted it to go. I guess. Yeah, like I like like I said, I think my my whole problem with the film, if you can call it that, is that like 
I wanted to have to fight to not have this at like number one in my list of movies for the year, and instead, like I would have to fight to put it into the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was like a highlights reel to me of a really good movie. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I liked it better when it was a minute and a half. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I think we could probably uh, jump right into our verdict then, if anybody else doesn't have any reason not to. Uh, so, Stephen, if... I'm 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 teetering now on how how nice Uh-oh. I want to be with it. Um, <laughs> g- give me the options just for old time's sake. <laughs> All right, so you can give just it, for old time's you, sake. You can give it a must see. You can get a recommend with a caveat. You can mm-hmm. give it a wait for a rental. You can give it a pass with a caveat, or you could give it a must avoid. Or you can give it a home front. <laughs> so go- going in today. Today, I was going to give it a wait for rental because it seems like a movie that would actually be very nice to, like, rent, you know, on a... Just pick some night where you're not doing much, and it's a good feel-good movie to watch with someone. But, you know... Some night while you're bouncing your checkbook? Yeah. But, (laughs) but, you know what? I I think I liked it better than that. And and a lot of things worked really well, and I think it does play better in theaters. So I'm going to say recommend with a caveat. Uh, Caveat being... Don't go in expecting a amazing top ten movie, just like a bunch of a collage of good feelings, and you'll probably have a good time. So no volleyball sequence, right? No. <laughs> okay. Damn it. All right, Carson. Uh, I I would definitely give it a recommend with caveat. Uh, caveat being, you know, if you have to apologize to your grandma for watching Wolf of Wall Street with her, you can just take her to see this movie. <laughs> Grandma, here's a good movie to watch. Is you'll like this one. Speaking of uh, when I when I when I handed my ticket to the old gentleman uh, at the theater when I went to go see Wolf of Wall Street, he said, "Oh, you're gonna like this one, Big Daddy. It's got lots of TNA." What the hell? Was he a pimp? Save it, save it for the next review. No, he was an old white guy. <laughs> so that. At, well, I guess he was a fan. Yeah. So as a grandpa, you don't have to apologize to your grandpa if you see it with him. Yeah. Oh, no. If no. you have a creepy grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, oodle <laughs> But, you know, we're talking about the secret life of Walter Mitty right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it directly applied to old people and referencing Wolf of Wall Street. So I just uh, I figured I'd throw yeah. it in here. <laughs> this movie is grand grandparents approved, though. So I, I would say, I'd say, like, like I said before, I think that um, it's just a movie that is could be enjoyed by anyone. And I personally, I just, you know... I thought it was it aspired to just be a, a nice pleasant movie and it hit all those notes so that's all I needed really I, I didn't expect it to be like you know anything more than that yeah well as I said I did expect it to be more than that um, it felt like the type of movie that like I would want to watch alone and just like revel in it and just kind of like enjoy it and for that moment of time, just think about stuff and watch it. Uh, you talking? You say you didn't go see it alone? No, I did go see it alone. But, I, but I'm saying, it, oh, okay. I'm saying, I'm saying, it looked like the type of movie where I would rewatch it alone and oh, and like and cry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And eat my tub of uh, ice cream yeah, and famous yeah, um, half gallon of Ben and Jerry. But no, it's, it's like like I'll still put on up in the air and watch that alone. Where I'm just in one of those like moods where I'm like, I want to watch this movie and just watch it because I think it's amazing. Um, and just emotionally resonant and like just a great film to watch. Uh, this film I expected to be like that, 
Um, so as that type of movie, I would say it's a wait for a rental. Um, but I would recommend it as like a date movie or something where you're going to watch it with another person and just see a film that is cute and fun and uh, has some laughs in it and you can just enjoy it. But for somebody who's trying to get something special out of it where you'd almost prefer to be alone, it's not, it doesn't do anything. So that's, so to watch it alone, wait for rental to watch it with another person recommend with a caveat. And I'd say with a family, it's almost must see. Like I can't imagine a better family movie this December. Wait, so you would give it a recommend if you're watching it alone. Me, he recommends but, it in a group in a group setting. If you're oh, if you're okay. watching it, if you're going to go see this alone, it's, there's no reason to see it in the theater because it's not it's not special. Like there's no reason to wait. You can just like wait for it to come out on DVD and then watch it. Um, if that makes sense. If you want to be self reflexive while watching it, don't bother trying to go out and see it right now because you can wait okay. three months before it comes out and then just waste the evening at home. I mean, it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how you post this one. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, wait for rental, parentheses, recommend with caveat. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I think that's what the caveat is for, actually. <laughs> yeah, so there, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Caveat being, if you're alone, wait for rental. If, if you're trying to be self-reflexive while watching it, just wait. If you just need to see a movie with somebody and you're like, well, what's out in the theater that's not going to offend anybody – and will be like universally acceptable and we can enjoy it. Oh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Does not earn the negative criticism. I, I like I think Ben Stiller and everyone else should feel good about the movie. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it they, was a they, good it was a nice movie. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's one of the films where its only fault is that it could have been better. <laughs> like there's nothing really wrong with it in any way. All right, so I think that's the end of this review. So Steven, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? If you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Carson. Uh, well, you can find me at the local Papa John's at uh, <laughs> practicalcandy.wordpress.com. I'll be on my Dell laptop trying to wink you guys. <laughs> well, so. In actuality, the only part of that statement that wasn't true is that you'll be on an old MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm going to pull out my Sony Vio, okay? I'm take it out of storage. This virus ridden, you know, gonna go on it. All right. Well, people can find me at twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our upcoming review of The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Probably just that one song. <laughs> uh, it'll like, take me like five hours to edit the podcast because I'll just be listening to that song on repeat. And be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was editing. And then like started again. Like, oh, yeah, I was editing again. Oh, wait. I was daydreaming. Has the other... <laughs> the like really popular monsters and men song has that been used in a movie trailer yet ha- uh, like, no bup, but they, bup, they bup, played bup, on the bup, on the radio in rotation though yeah of yeah I, i've heard that one in commercials though at coachella it was pretty sad to watch they played like two-thirds of their set before busting out that song and then everybody <laughs> flooded for that song then they all left oh, <laughs> oh the the dirty paws or whatever 
uh, you're talking about that song, right? The uh, the Walter Mitty song. The, no, the not the Walter Mitty song. The hate yeah. song where. It <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Though the truth, may, we're just gonna sing for the rest. Of, <laughs> rest I think of this you know what? I think that song was actually in a trailer. It was in the trailer for uh, Admission. That Tina Fey. Oh, movie. I think you're right. Actually, I think it was. Yeah. I hate that song now. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but dude, they play all uh, four of their songs, like their their major songs, on the radio like every five minutes. Like it's to the point where I'm just like, I can't even handle it anymore. Well, luckily I don't use because you know these radio. are white these are white problems. Okay, I have to get these out. So on extraterrestrial radio, do they? Not? <laughs> 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 My extraterrestrial radio, it's it's mostly just speak and spell. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take off and go record a review of The Wolf of Wall Street, so <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even wait for Carson to say that. I, I, I was listening, for sure, yeah. Alright, later guys. All this life is a ghost of you. Now we're torn, torn, torn apart, there's nothing we can do. Just let me go, we'll meet again soon. Now we